You are listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Good days. Welcome to the Good Days Podcast with Eddie and Charlie. Uh, we've been gone a couple of weeks, and so uh, we have not been able to do a podcast. Uh, we've been out of town, and and again, it's camp season, and hopefully you've enjoyed our last four episodes, which talk specifically about camps and retreats and those kinds of things. There's a lot there, and if you haven't been able to go back and check out the last four podcasts, please do so. Uh, leave us a note, a message, and... Uh, Continue to send us some some messages or maybe even some topics of things that you'd like to to hear us talk about. That'd be that'd be amazing. So, Charlie, we've got a good show for us. Uh, got a good show today, and um, we're going to talk about the topic of communication. This is an extremely important topic in dealing with people in general, let alone ministry, because ministry is relational. It's highly relational, obviously, and if we don't get communication right. We could be in trouble. So help us understand this topic of communication. We're going to do a two-part series here. Why is communication so important at the local church? Well, bro, like I was in the middle of knocking out a book project. Oh, that, I love uh, it. That's coming out here pretty quick. And, and in the middle of it, I had a conversation with several different ministry leaders. And it's this idea of like the think biblical, think strategy, think tactics, and then think mm-hmm. practical. Mm-hmm. And out of the think practical, I was uh, connecting with a ton of different people. And one of them is Amber Cook. Amber, student here years and years and years ago. Man, that makes her sound old. I'm sorry, Amber. I don't mean years and years. <laughs> you know, you're not that old. But it, she's she came through here, you know, 12 years ago and, and uh, was in New Zealand in youth ministry. Did amazing youth ministry work. Now as a pastor. Uh, just south of uh, Indianapolis, down in Indiana. And right. I was talking to her about different elements. And uh, this idea of how communication works, how so critical is. So we got talking. She sent me some of her notes. She actually wrote a little snippet for me in this book project because I've got all of these think practical parts. One of them is communication. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give a shout out to Amber as as I was working with her, reading through things. and. Eddie, it, it is so critical if we do not know how to communicate. And we're not talking about preaching right now. We're not talking about the the, the delivering of God's word. We're talking about how do we talk to people mm-hmm. every day, day in and day out, conversation, communication, how critically important it is if we do not get that right or if we create disruptive or destructive traits, mm-hmm. just like in any relationship. It, will not end well for us. Right, right. I mean, it, it, those relationships with Tank without good communication because, you know, bad communication, miscommunication, not communicating at all. There's so many things where, th- where stuff can go sideways. Relationships can go sideways unless we are communicating effectively. 
It's got to be good, clear, uh, effective communication. Absolutely. So, so how does this tie into the local church? So as we dig into it, um, we have a whole list of things, a top 10, but before we get to the top 10, okay. We just have to talk about number one, poor communication kills ministry. Yeah. And poor communication is a combination of many things. And we're speaking from our own suffering, our own failures. Mm. So this is personal experience on our, <laughs> on our personal side of the mic. Personal experience on how we've not done it well. That's right. <laughs> In fact, it is crazy how we expect people to read our mind, to understand and know what we're thinking. But poor communication, if it's not done well, drives a wedge between you and everyone in the ministry mm -hmm. and learning how to have those conversations and what we've kind of discovered even in digging into this. It's like some people love to talk and some people love to listen. Right. But very few people do both. Mm -hmm. And we need to learn to do both. Absolutely. And just because um, somebody loves to talk doesn't mean it's necessarily effective communication. And, and I think a lot of times too, we may, we may have ideas or thoughts in our mind, but unless we get that out of our mind and into a conversation with people, that's, that's not translated, you know? And so we think communication is clear because we have it all kind of clear in our mind, but we have not let that be known to others. And, and that's where things can really go wrong. Well, there's a big joke too, Doc, where, where people say, hey, it's, it's better to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. Right. That is a joke, generally speaking. Right. That doesn't work. <laughs> Do you know this Hello. by experience? <laughs> yeah. Cricket, I cricket. mean, you know, even things go super well and everything's amazing. And it's like, hey, it worked. It was amazing. How can you be upset? Mm -hmm. Tons of people. It, mm -hmm. was, it was a success. Mm-hmm. Communication is about including people in the process. Yes. And, th and that's part of yeah. valuing people. You know, if we really value people in those working relationships, we are going to include them in the process. And if we want to burn bridges, uh, we won't. <laughs> so can we share a couple of stories here? Let's, or is let's, this, let's go with it. Is that stories. cool on the podcast? No, 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 that's, that's allowed. All right, man. So, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we got stuff to do. Pastor doesn't have time, you know, to hear all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just one of those type of things where, where I'm just going to get stuff done. I, you know, I want to, I want to be, I want to be proactive, right? Well, knock it out and knock it out. Be proactive. Take initiative. Yeah. It's Which like, these are good. Those are good qualities. Yeah, I know where the van keys are at. <laughs> I know where they're, they're, they're at. I, I get it. I could grab the van keys. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to, these kids need this, you know, right. this trip. We need, I'm going to take them out to eat. I mean, this is a good time. We had a, this is good. This is going to be good. Mm -hmm. No one's around. You know, I didn't see anybody in the office. Nobody asked, right. Grab the keys and oh man. It's like that trip up to Fort Wayne was amazing. I mean, they're loving it. I can go back and tell you all the names of those students. And, and it's like, it was a guy's trip. Yeah. You know, and how many of them are in ministry and, right. and the great conversations. You know, when cell phones aren't nearly as hot as they are now. <laughs> you got to remember, Doc and I uh, uh, precede, you know, when you had a cell phone. There's no cell phones. Everybody's pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Do you remember the bag phone when those came out? (laughs) I remember my first cell phone, bro. Do you? Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, it was, it just was, I think that was 1997 when I got my first there you go. personal cell phone that was mine. And we thought we were big time, didn't we? Whoa. So, uh, get back and. You get back from your trip and what happened? No one's around because it was late. Super cool. Home run. Cleaned it out. Made sure it was gassed up. Put Good the job. keys back. Way to go. Yeah. Leadership, right? Then it was a next day conversation that the van was booked. For, some, for somebody else. Somebody else. And Equal. they showed up at the church yep. and the van wasn't there. Equally important. Is my ministry more important than their ministry? You know, is, is what I'm doing more important than what they're doing? And all of a sudden there was that tendency to start, to start rationalizing my mm-hmm. decisions. It, was, it wasn't because my decision was brilliant. It was my lack of communication. Would mm-hmm. they, would have, they would have worked it out. They would have said, you know what? We have plan B. We can, we can do this. You, you, you know, you've got students who can't drive. Our crew can drive. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even the fact that there couldn't have been a solution. Right. The fact or, or you is, could have rented or one, one of the entities could have rented a van, yep. you know, or something like that. But the, but the, but the problem here is there was no communication and, and now somebody's ticked off. Somebody's mad. Somebody's and, upset. And really, I just didn't respect them. Right. Now, when I was told that you didn't, you, you have no respect for this group or that leader. And it's like, there's no way that we're all cool. Everything's great. Everything's cool. That's not, no, I do love and respect everybody. And it's like, it's not what your action showed. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when it comes to poor communication skills, we do a lot of damage that just simply doesn't need to be done because we didn't take the time and have the discipline. And that was my problem. I didn't have the discipline to just go take care of those important details that in my mind were not as important as those incredibly spiritually significant conversations. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. That was wonderful. That was all important. But equally important was having some basic common courtesy and respect for other people and communicating clearly. They, They were so happy. But what I did was I tried to negotiate my way out mm. or to rationalize my way out by, by, well, they don't understand. And this was important. And it wasn't that big a deal. And we had a great time. It was amazing. Great time. And I, and I actually robbed them of, of celebrating those spiritual moments because mm. there's some pretty cool things that happened that night. And it's so, hard for them to celebrate with you when they feel disrespected mm-hmm. uh, or they don't, they don't, we, they don't seem, they don't feel like uh, we care about their entity or their ministry. And so how it's, it's tough for them to celebrate with you. And that all goes back to communication. Uh, that's just one, one, one example. Example. Absolutely. Now you have no examples because <laughs> I mean, you, you clearly communicate. <laughs> Okay. And I'll tell you a story. And unfortunately, <laughs> this is pretty recent. You think I would learn what, what, over the years. Not, this is not 1992. <laughs> no, I even have a, had a cell phone. So <laughs> well, I'll give you an example. You know, we, uh, um, with the tennis teams, you know, part of what we had to do was, you know, we don't have a large budget. And so to try to cut back on our travel expenses, we decided to start hosting tournaments. 
And that's awesome. That's great. And so our very first one that we decided to host, we thought, hey, let's 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 send out invitations and let's see who might want to come to Marion, Indiana and 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 see if we can't like host, you know, a bunch of teams. And lo and behold, that kind of caught on and a bunch of teams wanted to come. And then then when more teams wanted to come, that attracted other teams to come. And so we're having teams from Florida, Mississippi, Louisiana, Idaho, Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Missouri, North Carolina, coming from all of the United States to come to Marion, Indiana for a tennis tournament, which is great. But here's the problem. Uh, I never told the athletic director we were doing this. I never told the, you know, our athletic trainer we were doing this. I didn't tell our sports information director that we were doing this. I thought, dude, I'll just kind of put this thing together and see what happens. And we're, you know, a week away from 32 teams coming to IWU. And, and then I, you know, of course you got to scramble to get like six, seven different sites and locations and 60 different tennis courts. And that athletic director finally calls me and says, he finally got wind of it because we're, we're posting on social media and we're posting it and advertising it on our website and things of that nature. And he's like, and he's like, what's going on? Like, what, what are you hosting? And, 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 and finally had to kind of like, oh, I am so sorry. Like I forgot to inform you. This is what we're doing. And he's freaking out. And once we laid out that we actually had a plan of how to this to accomplish, he was okay with it, but I didn't, and I didn't ask permission. I didn't uh, tell him ahead of time. He was completely in the dark. And then that, that once again, cause you're thinking, man, I'm busy. And you just drop the ball and you like, you let things fall through the cracks because everybody's busy and you're just flying and trying to just make things happen. And that's, that's all of us do those kinds of things, especially, especially people are highly motivated. They, they have in, intrinsic motivation and they're creative and innovative. That, that is a strength, but administrative, which includes good communication needs to happen too. And I completely dropped the ball. And he's like, bro, I got to admit, your name was a cuss word for a few days. <laughs> oh, wow. And so it's like, I am so sorry. Like, this is my bad. Well, that eventually, I mean, I learned from that. And now we're doing, you know, we're doing five tournaments, two in the fall, three in the spring. And they're all like massive and huge. And learning ahead of time to make sure everyone who needs to know is in the loop and we have a meeting of how things are going to get accomplished. So as we're digging into this doc, it's like Amber uh, brought this up talking about, Hey, what about Gary Chapman's book? Five love languages. Right. Now it's like, well, I thought we're talking about ministry. We are, we are, we're talking about ministry, but if you dig into that a little bit, it's kind of unique that we all have our love language in ministry. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's learning how do we connect with people mm-hmm. and their love language and what is it? Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the big tricks is like, you have to learn your leadership. Now we can go back and say, reread, you know, Maxwell's 360 leader. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. But this is where understanding people and mm-hmm. reading people and respecting them enough and, and valuing them enough to say, 
okay, what is the love language of, of my leader and the people around me? Now, later on, we're going we're gonna to actually break this down in our 10. So this is Top like the 10. big setup. Yep. This yep. is the setup. We're going to give you more detail a little bit later. But we talk about love languages. What are love languages for our leadership? Now, obviously, it's like some people, I mean, you think, hey, you know, buy them something. They love gifts. Yeah. Right. Not if that's not their love language. Right. <laughs> right. I'm, you know, I'm going to apologize by, you know. A, a Starbucks coffee card is not yeah. going to work on them. No, 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 no. And other people, it's like, that's really what they want. But I think the big part of this is us understanding. And maybe you do this. Maybe you take some time and you just kind of do a little brainstorming yourself and start thinking about, okay, who am I working with right mm-hmm. now? What are the love languages of the people that are around me? And how do I, how can I serve them? Well, how do I communicate, connect with them? Yep. And even if they're not doing ministry directly with me, again, this is going to be part of our top 10. We're kind of, we're pointing to that top 10, mm-hmm. but learning other people's language and being aware. And that that's the big thing that Amber brought out too. It's like, that means you have to stop thinking about yourself and think about other people. Exactly. And there's a lot of different groups that we have to communicate with in ministry. You know, you, we have to, and we're going to dive into this deeper on the second podcast, but, you know, let's kind of walk through some of these things. I mean, if you think about whoever your direct report is, you got to have great communication with that person. Obviously the lead pastor, the senior pastor, you've got, you've got your, the board, you know, what type of communication do you need to have with the board? What's a, what's appropriate for your position and your level of your position? What about your volunteers, all your adult volunteers? What about your student leaders? What about all of your students in your ministry? And what about the parents? We did a whole podcast on parents and how to communicate well to parents. I mean, you can't forget that audience right there. What about the community in general and the community leaders as you're trying to like, how do we have a, uh, a a deep relationship with community leaders? You can't forget about them. What about those who are potential or future people that want to come to your church or to your youth group? How do you communicate to them and what avenues do you communicate to them? And how do you like, what do you want to be known for when people think about your church or think about your ministry out in the community we're talking about people who have never attended your church or never stepped foot into your youth center. How do they view you? How do they view your church? How do they view your ministry? Since you, you basically gave the top 10 away, <laughs> but the one year, so we'll throw the one that was missing is how to communicate, you know, with other pastors outside of your yes. church, like other pastors, youth pastors in the community. And I mean, pastors and youth pastors. Yes. Other ministry leaders, Youth for Christ, Campus Life, FCA. So as we dig into those in a little bit, um, what are love languages that you you have? What's your specific love language? Eddie, like, what's your love language? Mine's, mine's words of affirmation. Like, I really am, when people take the time to encourage me, either through uh, words or notes, um, that speaks volumes to me. What, what, what's your love language? A grande blonde with two pumps of sugar-free <laughs> vanilla and whip. <laughs> Can you write that down for me? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, we're going to get serious on the podcast here a little bit. I mean, as we, as, well, we are serious, but as we're messing around a little bit, um, 
I've also heard how things change over time from some really top end leaders. Mm -hmm. It's not only what is your love language, but what do you really value Mm -hmm. in the ministry and what do people value? And so as we dig into people's love languages and you're aware of those, Mm -hmm. um, you can't use a love language as an apology for lack of communication. Right. So for example, that was kind of like the earlier combo is if, if your love language is a, is a word of affirmation, I can't manipulate your love language to make up for my lack of clear and concise communication with you mm-hmm. about the ministry, especially if, you know, you're one of those people you just mentioned. Right. So it, it, is, it is understanding love languages and what people value. A better way to communicate, not a makeup mm-hmm. or, or, or a... Mm-hmm. a Whoops. Or if you go back and say, yeah, I'm, it's better to ask, you know, yes, forgiveness. forgiveness than permission. But if we're doing these love languages kinds of things on the front end, not on the back end, like you're saying, as a way to apologize, but we're living that out, yeah. that's just going to build really good, solid, solid relationships, working relationships with your peers. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. In fact, for our listening audience, maybe we're taking, uh, if or granted that everyone understands and knows what the five languages, love languages are, do you want to, do you want to just list those now, Charlie, or do you want to get into that to the next podcast? I think bro, we, we jump into that to next. Let's do that. But there's one more thing before we finish this one. Okay. So as we're digging into this, it's, it's learning com- communication languages. I just talked about this idea of, of what people value. And when it comes to communication, you have to understand as well what is really important to people. If you're a leader, if the person, people that you're working with, they, they, they're like, listen, man, we have a very flex organization. And hey, you run and, and do, you know, you. Because I've heard that in the past. Mm-hmm. Hey, run. And so I think, oh, I, I just, I've just been given permission just to run and go mm-hmm. do it. What I've learned as well is that still will burn me if I don't communicate Mm -hmm. clearly or I don't let people know, or I don't leave information. Even if my leader's like, no, 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 it's super cool. Go, go. I trust you. I trust you. It's still not a license to do whatever you want. Exactly. And you still have to put things down because at the end of the day, it's as much for your protection Mm-hmm. It, that's true. For your freedom. That's really good. I like that. And I think one of the things that we have to understand is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that um, I actually need boundaries, Charlie. I, I need mm-hmm. some, some where, where whoever's supervising me or whoever my boss is, they say, Eddie, I trust you. Like you do great work. Here's the football run with it. Like I treat, like get after it, but let me here here are the boundaries. So you have incredible freedom inside of these boundaries. But if you feel like you're getting close to the boundaries or if you want to go outside of those boundaries, hey, let's talk. You know, let's have a conversation because I know you're innovative. I know you're creative. I know you want to like push the limits on some stuff and that's okay with me. But we got to make sure we have conversations, a bunch of combos, if you ever want to like go outside those boundaries. Yes. And those are those things that actually brings freedom, I think is having boundaries. So as we, we kind of bring this part to a close, it's pretty clear. And we'll say this because so many of you know 
the Gary Chapman book. But yes, basically, if you try to communicate your love language to somebody else, it will not always connect right. and rarely does. So understanding you is important. But what we keep on saying in this podcast is make sure you understand them, know who they are, and understand love languages. We're going to dig in that next. Good. Now, uh, can we send out a corporate apology for failing to communicate (laughs) to all the ministries and churches we've served over the years, (laughs) the people in our classes, people that we've been around (laughs) All, all the ministries we've ever served, we've, everyone who's ever supervised us or have worked for us or had just been our peers or colleagues, we say, we're sorry. We apologize. We apologize. I learned for I, any kind of poor communication. I learned a valuable lesson uh, in the ministry field and which, which, uh, uh, and I'm going to just tell you this really quick story and we'll be done with this one. But, uh, um, I would do this thing where I knew on Fridays here at IW that, or, or there were certain days we're doing stuff inside our warehouse or getting ready for ministry events. So the first thing I would do is either text, email, or personally go to the office of my dean mm-hmm. and say, today we're, we're doing all of this work. We're, we're doing setup. We're moving equipment. We're doing this. And, and I've, you'll see as I'm dressing for that. And I just want you to know if you right, see me right. now to currently, it's not, not that big a deal. Yeah. But I'm not my business casual. Right. And here's the reason why. Yeah. I mean, you know, styles have changed and, and mm-hmm. the dress code is, is it's much different. different, but at that point there was a dress code and I would make sure that my leadership, even the president, I remember going to the president, and saying, I happened to see him. And I, I said, hey, uh, by the way, today we're doing this and we're doing this. And that's why I'm dressed like this. We're headed there. Mm-hmm. And, and the president stopped me and uh, uh, literally said, I, I appreciate you respecting me enough. To let me know. To let him know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people say, well, no, that's just, no, no. That's respecting my leadership. Mm-hmm. and." When I would go to Steve Lennox, when he was at that the person dean, in that position, yeah. he appreciated the fact that I would go to him and say, hey, I want you to know. Yeah, that's good. And both of those people learning who, what their love language is, you know, and, and, and they wanted clear communication, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then I'd drop off them at Starbucks. <laughs> that's good stuff. Charlie, thank you for the introduction into communication. And um, we want to do a second part on this, but we appreciate the introduction. Thanks so much, bro. Boom. And boom. Boom.